You guys, I spent a lot of my time editing this. Is it? Is that bad? <laughs> Let's just put it this way. When you get to heaven, you'll have a lot of regrets about how you live your life. <laughs> now we're going to do a quick retrospective of your life. I got to tell you, it's a little boring. <laughs> but your we life get to flash. watch Children's Baking Show when, uh, when you're doing this. I do watch Children's Baking that's Show fair. while I'm doing this. And I get to draw, so that's something, too. I, I triple task, so that means none of them get my full attention. <laughs> <laughs> Which, ex- Dear listener... Now you know. That explains it. <laughs> if you were wondering why, that's why. I'm feeling pretty good because the douchiest kid just got knocked out right before the finals. So. Make believe. Money. Make believe. Money. Three fine folks discuss fictional finance. Make believe. Money. Welcome to Make Believe Money. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. And Liz summed up the quality of our show right before we started. I apologize. I'll keep it in. It'll be there. Oh, and the real point that I was trying to make was like, I triple task and have hard opinions about little kids uh, doing kids baking show while I'm editing this podcast, while I'm drawing something. So uh, if I miss something, shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> I'm going to edit all that out. Uh, hi. No, I probably You'll will. be drawing and listening to, you're <laughs> watching Kids Baking I Show. This is the thing you stop miss. doing the other thing and then do the, the other. Well, it just depends on if my computer works, doesn't it? Uh, what are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> Normally you do it as like a bit and that time you were genuinely lost. I really don't know where we are. We're going to talk about oh, Arrested nice. Development. <laughs> what year is this? Uh, did you just spy on Dan? I spied on what the thing is. <laughs> So. He's such a little skink. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it. This was also my idea. So it was like, his idea. idea. Yeah. Okay, so. Which I'm honestly surprised we got like 80 episodes in without bringing up. Because I think this is like an endless well of money I was about to say, this yeah, is actually true. one. And you, when you were like, we should talk about this. I was like, which one? And then I was like, oh, there's a lot of things we could talk about here. If we we really can come wanted. back to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, make believe money. And that's even oh, before we get to the bad seasons on yeah. Netflix. Oh, I I'm not sure I've seen them all, though. I've seen just the one. Right? How many Netflix seasons are there? They two. are two, I've but they recut season four to make it more like the other seasons. Mm. They try to get basically this. So I'll jump into the plot. I was gonna say, and um, or at least ratings, because we're kind of obviously showing yeah. our cards here. Um, so uh, Arrested Development is a much beloved uh, cult classic television show that aired on Fox between like two thousand three and two thousand six. Um, that is about a uh, a rich, wealthy family whose patriarch gets uh, indicted for some uh, financial crimes that you learn about over the course of the show, um, and his middle son's like quest to return the family to like stability and all of the like um, all of the nonsense and hilarity that his less capable siblings and himself bring it upon himself. Yeah, he's not very capable. Um, yeah, he's the yeah. most capable, but that's queen the of the first time you're through, you're like, oh, Michael's the, the capable one. And the second time you're through, like, oh, Michael's a monster. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's also bad. Yeah, he's just the top monkey in the barrel full of monkeys. Yeah. Um, but it uh, aired for three seasons that had like diminishing returns, like critical acclaim. Um, was canceled in 2006, and then, like, somehow, 
was like the first thing to be like revitalized by uh, streaming and the internet and Netflix. Um, but since it'd been like almost a decade since the show had been canceled, everybody oh, really? moved on to like new shows and roles and whatnot. So it was a nightmare to get this like cast of nine people together again. So they shot the fourth season like in a chopped up way to where like each episode just kind of followed like a person and like everybody would like jump in and out as they were available. Um, and it is like dramatically different than everything else that came before and everybody was very put off by it. <laughs> so they went back and they re-edited um, that season to make it look like all the other ones. That's that Pete Holmes joke. I edited yeah. it. I edited it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, those are the worst kinds of words. They are. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I yeah. hate that. It goes those kinds of words, slurs, all the other words. I was off. No, I know. I was. I was with you. <laughs> I, I'm not. Listeners, I'm not committed to that no. order. <laughs> Send your hate mail specifically to Damon on that. I'll give one, you his maybe. personal email if yeah, you email me. Like, don't get me wrong. Those words are bad, and so are so are slurs, and I'm not going to rank them. Nope. Uh, I mean, they're very close together in my ranking, just to be clear. Yeah. yeah. There's a particular phrase that I come across, oh, in an attempt to, that happens in, like, most of the novels that I have narrated, and in an attempt is very hard to say. In an attempt. I can say Anna Karenina. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so, plot... Uh, you kind of did. Yeah. So basically, the Bluths are a family of nine. Um, the Bluths brothers. Uh, mother and father. Um, mm-hmm. They're four mm-hmm. children. Um, they're... Down this. Uh, <laughs> their <brothers>. daughter's <laughs> uh, husband and their daughter. And their middle son, Michael, and his son. Um, so family and- of nine. Um the patriarch, uh, George, gets sent to prison in the show's pilot. Um, and uh, a number of... The family loses a great deal of their wealth in Why this. does he get sent to prison? Um, some light treason. <laughs> that is literally how it's described. <laughs> That's what it is. And it's slowly yeah. revealed over the course of, like, basically Three the seasons. whole show. Yeah. What does happen? What did he do? Basically, he built... Uh, first he built... Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> And then hit it, among other, like, just yeah. general financial And then at one point, that might be like he was working for the government, but then I don't think that ever Well, that's, like, what be. it was. That's the joke that they made happen was that, like, he was building homes for Saddam Hussein that, like, the CIA was bugging, but then, like, the FBI and the SEC, like, came after him for illegally doing that. Uh, so, like, the government found out that they were doing it to themselves, and they're like, oh, you guys are fine. You can go. Uh, like... <laughs> This show's nuts. Yeah. Uh, that's a good sum up. I think so. That's three seasons of a television show. A bunch of other stuff happens in the middle, but... You're um, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, literally, I only described... I literally only described the pilot and the finale, so... That's true. They all the smushy stuff in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where does the one-armed man come in? Uh, that's part of season one. Nah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I've seen this series. I've seen the original three seasons... An insane amount of times. I would probably say 10, and that would probably be um, uh, modest. I had it on DVD. Um, so, like, I missed it. I knew that you I wanted to take. watch it when 
Uh, I knew that I wanted to watch it while it was airing. He couldn't get it on Laserdisc. So. I was 13 and not in total control of my television time. Um, so it was like the first thing I bought on DVD when I was like an adult. And then it was my bedtime show for like seven years. So I watched the whole thing over and over and over again. So. And then you met me. Is there yeah. a number in there? Uh, 19.5. Like nine, <laughs> like nine and a half, something like that. Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> I. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make some enemies here. Go ahead. Do it, you coward. <laughs> I have seen this show once. Go on. All the way through. Well, I've seen seasons one through four once. I never watched five. I thought it was okay. <laughs> Here's the thing I will say. I have been told over and over and over and over that this is a show that gets funnier the more you watch it because you understand it better and you see more things and you like you un- like but, but man, if you don't like it the first time, it makes it hard to want to go back to one. And I liked it, but it was just okay, in my opinion. So it makes it hard for me to want to go back to one. Two, my wife didn't particularly like it, which makes it harder for me to go back to. Mm-hmm. And three, I don't watch like a ton of TV. So it seems like a lot of investment because I'm already behind on all the TV I want to watch. So to watch it again, to watch it again is at the ex- there is an opportunity cost for me. But I know so many people whose opinions I respect like it that I know it's better than it. I think it is, but I just have to eventually commit to it. I get that. Rebuttal. Uh, <laughs> it's an opinion. <laughs> I am allowed to have my opinion at whatever you believe, Damon. <laughs> I value your opinion, but it's wrong. <laughs> but here's all the reasons it's wrong. And as soon as I said it, I, I went in my head, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> No, like, I 100% believe how that happened to you today. I think that, like, people like me only exist because um, the show... Because America didn't stop you. No, well, no, because, <laughs> A, the show was canceled after three seasons, and the first three seasons are all but perfect, I honestly think, um, for a television show, which means that there's an inherent level of mess there also, okay. but stick with me. Um for what they made in Maybe that amount not of time, arguing. Huh? <laughs> it's almost perfect, but it's kind of a mess. It's a mess, but it's but good. It's perfect. But hold on, yeah. now there is a degree of mess because it is a television show, and there is never, there is never perfect in television. I think. Okay. Um, but uh, it occurred before peak TV. It had like the scarcity of only existing as three seasons, mm-hmm. and it had the the luxury of having had a concise end even though it was canceled premature i was gonna say i think that they do themselves a disservice by bringing it back to do more episodes because it only gives them the chance to ruin it yeah when like i feel that way about like firefly i feel that way about lots of things like, you have a rabid fan base that loves you and is begging for more do not give them more have i not told you my rule on this no if anything exists for 10 years without a sequel it does not need one yes yeah agreed so when they do things like Boondock Saints or like, all oh, the ones you mentioned, everyone I'm like, looks more tired. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I liked the source. Like, I, I often like the source material and wish it had more. But if after 10 years it's standing well on its own, then that means that it inherently was built in such a way that it does not need more built upon it. Yeah, it was good. You did a good job. The end. Yeah. Long story short, 
I think I'm going to soon be in a time where I want, not mindless, but I am okay watching something I've already watched out of sheer exhaustion and just want 20 <laughs> minutes to sit on my couch before life, sweet life claims me again. Man, Parenthood's going to be so interesting to watch you do. <laughs> yeah. Expect my already uh, dumb level of commentary to get yet dumber. <laughs> So anyway, long story short is it is actually, and this is not because we've been recording this or because I'm pandering to Damon, has been <laughs> on my list of things that maybe during like, not paternity exclusively, but like during that time where I'm like, it's nine o'clock, I'm going to be at bed at 930 and I'm dead to the world and do not have the mental capacity to like read a book. I'm just going to put an episode of this on and l- let it wash over me Something one more you're time. Something familiar enough, but still interested to keep right. watching. And see if it, if I get what everybody has promised me on the, like, the third watch is when you really, like, click it in or whatever. All Everyone tells me that all the time. Um, Which is a long way of saying my rating is like a four. <laughs> I was going to say... Not uh, to harp on that again, but I goes. will say, like, <laughs> my, like... This perfect television show. My, the moment that this moved from being, like, a thing I like to a thing I love, I was in college, I was sick, it was like three o'clock in the morning and I was watching it out of comfort to like put me to sleep. Um, and I came across a joke that I'd never heard before uh, in an episode that at that point I had probably seen four times. See, this is how this and, is the same as his love story for me, except not college. Um, <laughs> and it struck me in such a way that I laughed <laughs> nonstop for 45 minutes. What was the joke? Um, it, <laughs> It's going to be way good Uh, this way. It's going to be be fantastic this way. Basically, in the beginning of season two, uh, Joe buys a boat. um, Oh. And he calls it... um, The Seaward. The Seaward. Yeah. (laughs) The Seaward. Like we're going (laughs) Seaward. I got it. Michael and Job are in Michael's office. I think it's Job's office at the point. And um, Lucille comes in to interrupt them. They say, we're almost done, Mom. We'll be right with you. Michael turns back to Job and says, get rid of the C word. <laughs> and <laughs> Lucille says, I'll leave when I'm good and ready. And I, <laughs> I, it's such a good joke. <laughs> I, like, transcended. <laughs> and that's when David reached and, enlightenment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I left this plane, and I uh, existed outside of time, and then I came back to my body, and here I am. <laughs> so, what's your rating, Liz? Oh, not that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, similarly did not get the choice to watch it much when it was originally airing, mostly because uh, my, my mom does not like Jason Bateman, which I totally understand, because I think he's kind of a doofus mm-hmm. uh, and a jerk, and I don't like him, and he played a bad guy, in Juno, um, a movie that I watched seven times too many. <laughs> uh, so seven times. So seven, eh. seven times. Yeah. Maybe well, yeah. Eight. I think it was good the first time, yeah. and then like everybody like the was obsessed around. with Juno, and then I watched it a thousand more times. Um, but this show, I only ever got to watch like one episode uh, by myself, and it was the episode where they were discussing what was going to happen to them after the show got canceled. Uh, and making oh, puns that's about too pandering a show to it was very funny to me i liked it yeah but i was like maybe i would like this show and then it disappeared forever and netflix wasn't a thing uh and i only ever got to watch it all the way through with damon uh and i'll say 
that having someone who has seen it before can point out the jokes to you as they're happening sort of makes it work better. I don't know how they expected this to work on live TV because like... That's why it got canceled. Yeah, we, like yeah. all these jokes are very funny, but who's recording this? It's a miracle they got three seasons at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it does have bits that like are so subtle that you don't notice them and then they're very funny in return. Like all of the pictures of like everybody in the background always is doing this like Sears photo picture and like that's very silly. Uh, but I, I'd say my rating is probably like a two. It's a two because I don't think I could put together a coherent plot of the show, but I've watched all of it. I also want to be clear, my nine and a half <gasps> is only for one through three. I oh, claim sure. no ownership over four and five. I don't feel like the Netflix seasons feel like the same show at all. And again, I don't think that you should ever give fans what they want because they don't, they like the thing. They don't know how to make the thing. That sounds so rude to people who like stuff, but I include myself in that. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Know? you. But like, I think all those people who signed that petition. I wanted more Star Wars and then. And then here we are. <laughs> and then you got them. <laughs> I got exactly what I deserved. You, Rube. <laughs> I didn't get what I asked for, but I got what I deserved. Right. Well, is all that those people... another rule that if a thing exists for ten years and they never stop making novelizations and tie-in it's comics, that you should also not revisit it? <laughs> yeah. I don't. That was not part of the original rule, but I'm willing to amend you the put law. Put that little clause in the bottom there. Mm-hmm. But for Add real, that to the bylaws. Yeah, all those people who are like, I want a better season of Game of Thrones that is the way it should be. And I'm like, well, jerks, you weren't the ones making the show. So this is the show you got. And if you don't like it, don't watch it again. And that's all. Yeah. Write your fan fiction, enjoy it for yourself, and then go become a producer on HBO. <laughs> also, good news, you're going to get probably one more novel, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I had a fleeting hope that he was going to announce it like any day now, and it's sort of fading. No. Uh, yeah, I did too, because there was like, that seemed like the rumor was going that way, and then he just signed up to do like some video game in the Game yeah, of Thrones universe. Like, right. Oh, no. And and I was like, like, oh. It's like, he's like doing world building for another property that's like not his at all. Oh, is oh, that what it is? No. I just saw that happen, and I went, well. Never mind. Goodbye, one more book. Honestly, I wouldn't blame him if he was super burnt out on that story, though. Yeah, I mean, like. Also. I assume he wanted to tell the story, but I assume he has less urgency now that he has more money than, like, God. God, yeah. yeah. He can buy all the Gordon's Fisherman fish sticks he wants. <laughs> I insist he looks like the Gordon's <laughs> Fisherman. <laughs> uh, Which doesn't track because he lives in New Mexico. Like, <laughs> he just wants to be. He wanted to go the only place he man. could get away from fish. <laughs> yeah. They keep a calling to me. <laughs> the, 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 the fish of the deep. The, the, the oh, sea. that tuna wants me so bad. <laughs> but I can't let it have me. <laughs> Back I go to New Mexico, the driest place I can think of. <laughs> Is there a rainy season in New Mexico, too? I think they get monsoons. I too. bet that's when yeah. he goes okay. like deeper no, into Mexico. But this one I'm not giving you. Water and rain are not the same. The as fish the are going to fall. From the <laughs> yeah, sky. no, I'm not. I'm fine with water and water, but the, it's, when I get rained out, I don't immediately go, but where are the fish? <laughs> the freshwater fish are coming. <laughs> also, in my head, he's a Scotsman. <laughs> also, is he he's a just Scotsman a, he's or an Irishman? Because we've kind of... Look, Liz had a limited amount of dialect training. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I haven't revisited it. This is where we get to. The book I'm narrating right now is nonfiction, so there won't be any chance for me to work you in those. do it those. all in a funny voice. <laughs> it did say, she did say she wanted it to be informative and uh, casual, Fun. so I think. <laughs> I don't know, Chewie's like, like casual. Just like, drop in a little. 
Yeah. Mary Poppins, I feel like, is a good one to start with. You could do the prologue in Dothraki. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, my like Elvish from Lord of the Rings is a little better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, so <laughs> Arrested Development. What are we talking about this episode? Uh, I kind of combined two things. I wanted to talk through the there's I, I pulled some things out of there's the there's always money in the banana stand. Yeah. Okay. Um and the very uh gifable it's one banana, Michael. How much can it cost? Ten dollars? <laughs> Which like is a very funny joke now, but in like ten years when bananas are scarce. Dark future. We do only have one type of banana and it's under attack. Yeah. Kitty, why you scream? I think there are plenty of other types of bananas that just don't get. They're called plantains. They're not like cultivated in the same way. I think like, we've actually a lot of them. I think we cultivated out of existence. Well, I think like, sure. in general there are a lot fewer like fruits and vegetables than there were like a hundred years ago. Well, they like, are coming up with an, another type of banana that is resistant to the thing that the current Cavendish no Cavendish is Cavendish the, is the yeah. current banana. Yeah. What's the old banana? Victorian banana. It was like uh, dull ruby or something. The Queen's banana. The Queen's banana. <laughs> Fresh banana. Um, uh, that banana, <laughs> weird banana history, that that original banana that the Victorians ate is what banana flavoring is based off of. So when you have banana flavored like Laffy Taffy, it's based off of the Victorian banana and not our current banana, which is why it tastes fake. And which is why rum in the olden days used to be better. Yeah. Fair. Had better banana flavoring. Probably better banana flavoring. That's an actual thing. Uh, totally. no. Not like in the actual rum, but like they would use like bananas, bananas and stuff and it had better taste. Huh. Huh. Also, people used to not know what the fuck to do with bananas, so they would cook them. There's a recipe to cook them like sausages. <laughs> 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 Which sounds so gross. <laughs> you know, if bigger. I found one in the wild, like that'd probably be where I would start to. I guess like, so. I'd be like, look at this weird sausage fruit. I think a plantain might hold up to being cooked like a sausage. I think they, they do. do. Yeah. But they're like delicious roasted. Well, yeah, but they get sweet. Like, yeah, and it's like, awesome. The sauce that they're recommending you cook it in is like, is a, like a German broth. bratwurst <laughs> sauce. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Nana schnitzel. <laughs> Nana schnitzel. <laughs> oh, boy. Here's my bigger question, though. Can, can fruit scientists be trusted for this new banana? Because they're the ones no. who took apples and turned them into red deliciouses. And that uh, was a crime against God and man. But now, uh, because apple varieties can be uh, patented, copyrighted? What am I looking for? Copyright. Copyright. Patent. Patented. Would be a patent? Uh, they can in some way trade, trademark. No, it wouldn't be a trademark because a trademark. You can trademark is, the name. Yeah, they did trademark like a brand, but I think, I think you patent the. I think you would patent. Actually, I feel like genetics. it is like a trademark well, thing because I think that that you can grow any kind of apple that is already has a name, but you cannot sell it under that name unless you're part of that like. So like. It see, it would also kind of depend on what it is. Like you could patent a technology mm-hmm. to cultivate and or crossbreed apples. Or you could maybe trademark the name, or you could, like, yeah. It, I mean, it would depend, like, what part of the production I think you did the thing in. That's so that makes sense. actually probably, like, seven different pieces right, of paper. Right, because, like, Coke, yeah. like, has patents on the machines used to make Coke. And sure. a copyright on The Coke, recipe. The right, like, the brand. And a oh, trademark sure. on, like... The actual logo, and you know what I mean? Like, there's different pieces that make up the IP empire that is most big companies. 
all of that to say something about apples, like you can trademark the name or something like that. And it has made it so that people, uh, in a weird way, it encouraged diversification of apples because if you could like make a new variety and brand it your own thing, then you could get a higher share in the grocery store. There was a whole Vox video about it. I'm pretty sure the eating the rich style revolution that is coming will be one day when everybody realizes that rich people eat Honeycrisp and the rest of us can't afford them. And we'll be like, fuck that, because Honeycrisp are delicious. And I go to the store and all the apples are like 80 cents a pound and the Honeycrisp are like 270 per apple. Like, yeah. You're a fucking monster. Four ninety nine per look. <laughs> yeah. look you away. smelled this apple. You owe me money. Eyes to the ground, plebe. <laughs> and they're so good. <laughs> they are really good. But they're only really good in season. Sometimes they're like, I think the ones we have in our fruit bowl right now, they're, they're honey crisps because we're Rockefellers and we never want to own a home. <laughs> um, but they are a little bit pockmarked. Are you sure those aren't? I'm pretty sure they were Honeycrisp. Also, you can say that literally about any fruit. Also it sounded true. smart when you said it, but you're like, fruit. this fruit is only really good in season. Well, no shit. Well, some of them, like you can grow tomatoes in a hothouse and they're fine. Yeah. So how much does a banana <laughs> cost, Dan? Great question. So I looked it up at Whole Foods because I figured that would be the most expensive banana I could find. I think that's the priciest banana. Uh, and it was 69 cents a pound. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> happened like a reflex i didn't mean yeah. to say that like, <laughs> i watched the joke happen and your eyes did not register it like oh i'm broken <laughs> uh, anyway so 70 cents a pound <laughs> 70 cents a pound we'll call it and there's generally about three bananas per pound okay so that means that a banana costs 23 cents <laughs> nice so <laughs> now i did give uh, Lucille, a little bit of credit here. Because their bananas are not just bananas. They are dipped in chocolate and covered in nuts. <laughs> and then they are sold at a stand, like a carnival-style stand, presumably for a significant markup. Are they Can frozen? I give this a little a bit of context? Yeah. I mean, you're um, so basically, they, are um, frozen. they run, okay. they do run a, like, boardwalk uh, frozen banana stand. They do run, run. Uh, they do run, run. Um, <laughs> uh, Job, the oldest brother, um, arrives at the banana stand is is expecting a freebie from George Michael, who runs the who is the manager. manager. George the, Michael is Michael Sarah, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And lead character Michael's son. Yeah. Right. Um, Michael is there, sees that Job is uh, attempting to retreat is attempting to uh, get a banana for free. And um, stops it from happening and causes a slight kerfuffle within the family. Don't they start later rival on, banana stands? No, that's another. That's a later <laughs> plot. <laughs> this one is literally just uh, Job gets upset that Michael is like uh, changing things now that their dad is not in charge, and um, gets like goes to Lucille, their mom, to complain about it. And Lucille tries to reconcile the situation by saying. How much could a banana cost, Michael? Ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even when it's covered in chocolate and dipped in nuts. <laughs> well, we actually have a proxy for that because when Netflix was bringing it back, they started a few pop-up oh. banana stands. Oh, that's fun. And they sold a standard. I can't remember. There was like a name for the. A blue banana. Yeah, was it just a blue banana? banana? Yeah. I, they couldn't. They because they have a couple like weird names for them, but for one dollar. Okay. So. One dollar for covered in nuts. Yeah. 
and and chocolate and presumably some mark. I mean, probably the whole thing costs fifty cents ballpark. Sure. And there's probably a significant markup, as there is at carnivals when they sell you fried dough that probably costs <laughs> four cents. Yeah. It's like a jar $8. of bisquick. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that they put powdered sugar on. Yeah. And like, eight dollars, please. And, and I then I'd pay it. Happily yeah. double that yep. crap up. <laughs> like the tiny honestly, Dutch boy I am. It's the convenience. It's I'm paying for the convenience of not having a deep fryer that has been cleaned in 23 years. Yeah. So, you really like, need to let listen, it season. Listen, there's a patina <laughs> on that deep fryer that I can't get just willy-nilly. Yeah. <laughs> You need potatoes and dough and donuts to have been in there. And time. And time. Yeah. But anyway. Rosemary and. (laughs) That sounded like OCD. Sounded like (laughs) every time somebody says time, you have to. Parsley sage, rosemary and. Time. (laughs) Go on. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) So. It's a dollar. She thinks it's ten dollars. Ha 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 ha. Funny. (laughs) And now it's time to figure out when it will cost ten dollars. Oh, no. Okay. So assuming a 2.5% inflation rate, which is kind of high for right now, but historically fairly average. Okay. And $1 is the current price, $10 the future price. To get to that point will take 93 years. Ah. Oh. I guessed 100 in my brain. I should have said it out loud. That would be more impressive. You would have called it, because now (laughs) it just seems like you're being a little liar. She (laughs) will be right and in also the year dead. 2112. Will we that see is that when year? that banana will cost. I don't think I'll unlikely. See that. That's no. that's more than 100 years of Liz being alive. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. 90 years from basically. Medical science will keep up. Now I won't let it. <laughs> so we would all be in our like 120s. Yeah. Well, I guess it's it. Not us, maybe, but our kids' generation might live that long. Maybe I won't make it that long. You're trying your darndest. <laughs> Listen, we just talked about how we all eat funnel cakes at the fair. Again, you like eat, a tiny Dutch boy. Listen, I'm pretty sure the human lifespan is 800 years like Moses, and then all of us have one funnel cake at some point in our life, and it drops it down to like the 80s. Uh, here, kids, eat this. It'll make you like the rest of us. <laughs> one of us. Listen, funnel cakes are by the establishment because there's limited resources on this planet. Uh, the government operation where they feed funnel cake to the masses <laughs> to keep population controlled. What a dark timeline. I love funnel cake so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Do you guys do you guys think I'm gonna make it to 60? I eat so much carnival food. <laughs> I never go to carnivals. My follow-up question is, I also love carnival food, but where are you getting it? I don't, I don't know. I <laughs> wish I ate more of it, but I don't go to carnivals. Oh, you can go anywhere and find a funnel cake <laughs> if you try hard That's enough. Empirically not true. Navy Pier got funnel cake? I'm not going to Navy Pier. I live in Chicago. I'm not visiting <laughs> Chicago. If you go with friends who make you go to Navy Pier, you go and get I don't have cake. those friends. I like my friends. Liz got friends like that. <laughs> <laughs> you go. You get a funnel cake there. You can get a funnel cake at the zoo. You can't get a funnel cake. I do like the zoo. And I yeah. love the zoo. <laughs> Honestly, I like, you know, what's the character? It's like when Bugs Bunny sniffs a carrot and he like flows through the air and he's like, mmm, carrot. And he like flies wherever he's going. That's me and funnel cakes and also cotton candy and also sometimes candy apples. <laughs> and also french fries. I might die tomorrow. <laughs> corn dogs do that to me too. I can't get behind a corn dog. Oh, uh, really? 
delicious. It's a pancake around a hot dog. How do you not like that? <laughs> I mean, you can laugh all you want, but next time you're eating a corn dog, realize it's really just a pancake around a hot dog. And a corn pancake? I had people over the other day, and we have a ton of excess hot dogs, and now I'm wondering if I want to eat a pancake around a hot dog for breakfast. <laughs> and only live to 31. <laughs> Uh, when I was in school, we would actually have like breakfast sausage corn dogs, um, and those were like that the, sounds good. They were legitimately like a sweet and savory yeah corn dog. Oh, like, we've got brats. I bet I'd, we could try and make corn dog brats. I dip that in maple syrup too. Fucking yeah. Yeah. Be bananas. I mean, the only better way that this could go is if it were just a scotch egg, and then yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. I mean, since Dan doesn't smoke, he's got to do something he's to hurt to his ruin body. My so life. Much. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we all hate each other a little bit inside, and I just need to take it out on myself. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, so what were we getting at with the bananas? So in the fact 21, that in 2112, it will $10 to buy We a won't banana. see that time. Um, but do you and think that will... a gallon of milk will cost like $60. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> because they're like $6 now. Do you think that will change what money looks like I then? was going to say, this is my thing with inflation always, is that like it... In my head, like it made sense that we started with pennies and eventually things started costing dollars. And like, we're now at the point where, like, you go to like a like a five dollars or less instead of a five and dime, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, at what point do we just like shift Have the decimal? Or less. Yeah, like, what point do we just like shift the decimal point over and say, like, these are pennies now? Like, yeah, go we're crazy. back a hundred dollars is a dollar again. We will definitely get rid of, uh, like pennies, yeah, yeah, like smaller if increments. Smart. If we can point. ever get the state of Illinois and the zinc mine in Kentucky to agree that it's <laughs> fine for us to get rid of pennies, can yeah. the zinc mine in Kentucky just be content with the sunscreen market? I mean, they can convince us to put zinc in other coins, probably. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. So yeah, uh, I don't know what the answer. I've I've had that wondering too, because on one hand, you think they just shift the decimal place yeah. over, but it's like boiling a frog right where it's like it happens so little so sh- so like over such a long time but at <laughs> what point does it just seem totally normal to you to like use yeah like, i guess a 50 like, bill for normal purchases and be like why do we even have one dollar bills that say. is like my amerocentrism though of like there are definitely places in africa where you spend like a thousand dollars to get a gallon of milk and like that's it's just normal, normal yeah you know like so your like, just denominations are changed yeah like well okay they and they just print you know thousand dollar bills instead of hundred dollar bills and they just have less purchasing power than a thousand dollar bill today would have and so they slowly go out of circulation with the yeah yeah i mean there is at some point one of those two things happens and it does seem silly to me that there are countries where we're using you know fifty thousand dollar bills when we could just reset it at one but it, it depends really how unified currency becomes i think because when you have a world with lots of different currencies that have different values to each other you need to have different levels like that because if you have a currency where $1 of it is worth $37 of somebody else's, that other currency needs to have large bills to do transactions in. Sure. Yeah. You might be able to get away with that a little bit with with digital currency, but if we also start getting a more unified currency or currencies, if there's only like five currencies and they all trade at like 1.05 or, you know, to 0.95 to each other, then maybe you could reset back to one because there isn't such a need 
for some for that country variance. that's very that's very high value to somebody else's to have the thousand dollar bills with which they could exchange for one euro or whatever. Hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I think globalization has actually driven some of that. Okay, that's interesting. That's very interesting. You can't just like arbitrarily decide what your money's like if you have to think about what exchange rates would be like. Yeah. Right, because of like let's say tomorrow <clears throat> let's I don't I don't even know what it's trading at, but I think the yen the yen is one of those that's like a hundred to one or something. Let yeah, me, yen is like right something now. equivalent to like a cent. Um so oh I should have done that the other way around. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's a hundred and eight yen to a dollar. Okay. Not bad, Dan. Anyway, <laughs> but so like imagine if they just reset everything and it's like, okay, a hundred's now one. Does that mean like for our currency, because it's not fair to now go one to one for us if that was the value. So what do we do? Like, yeah. do we, yeah. do they only get a penny now for our, for their yen? You know what I mean? But that effectively means you've still or is like done w- weird. Like if you yen- go to is actually equivalent to what the old 100 yen was, so they don't have anything smaller than 100 yen. Right, which, again, just gets, like, it gets silly in, like, the labeling you can change, but the values still drive, effectively, this weird difference in values, because then, okay, a U.S. dollar would have bought something that's 100 yen, now a U.S. penny will buy something that's 1 yen. It's still, like, a weird And, like, the more that the marketplace becomes digital and, like, the actual denomination of the money means less it's like you know that's a a part of it too yeah and that's actually something that may keep us from resetting inflation because it's weird when you have to pull out ten thousand dollars out of a wallet because that's a lot of money just to stuff in there even with bigger bills but if it's just swiping a card and you get paid a million dollars a year because that's the equivalent of fifty thousand dollars some number of years ago then like i mean that's a long way off yeah you know what i'm saying like I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, my dad, his first job, he was an engineer. He's pretty well paid, and I think he made, like, $19,000 a year. Right. Right. Which, like, today would be poverty. Right. If it were $19,000. If it were $19,000. But at his time, it wasn't, like, crazy money, but it was a good living, right? Yeah. And so that's the same thing. Like, as digital stuff becomes more relevant, it'll be like, you'll just swipe it, and it won't. It'll be equivalent in terms of, oh, this is 50 bucks. Oh, this is 500 bucks. But instead of getting paid nineteen thousand, I get paid you know one hundred ninety or whatever the you get the, the idea. Change yeah. It would, yeah. Okay. Um, my other question would be, uh, what happens if the banana uh gets more scarce before inflation gets to where it'd be? $10? Yeah, that I mean, yes, eventually these could be worth ten dollars. Um, but because of that, significantly before this. So this goes back to our conversation about elasticity, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you ever get there. Because nobody right? would pay. Right. Because there are certain things, like, if it goes from $1 to $10, you buy it, right? Mm-hmm. You have to stay alive. Yeah. Like yeah. If, 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 if it know, were, like, wheat or something. Flour. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but in this case, yes, scarcity could push the, the cost up, but at what point would you be like, oh, a novelty banana, it's... $18, I'm not going to pay that, right? I've paid that much for a novelty banana before. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think of, like, uh, like melons in Japan, where they are, like, a luxury good. And yeah, because you pay, like, 50 so bucks scarce. for a melon. Um, and I wonder if it's something like that, to where, like, they are scarce, and they just become, like, instead of a thing you get at the pier, it's, like, 
oh, I'm going to drop like twenty five bucks at like a high end restaurant. Those fancy gilded pears that you get for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure they would still exist, and someone would be willing to pay ten dollars for them. But but the marketplace just changes. Yeah, I don't know that like a a novelty stand on a pier would be the place. Like that's not where you tend to buy your. Trying to think of like some sort of food stuff. Like you don't tend to buy like truffles like a donut or with right. gold macaron, macaroons yeah. or something yeah. like that at like a novelty stand they tend to go to specialized places for that and i think that's what would happen if the market got so scarce that bananas were that cost that's fair and also like if they do if they did do like a specialty like a uh, melon market thing it'd be harder with bananas because they go ripe and bad so fast you can't like pack them the way that they do with melons and send them off yeah or but even I... like berries that they do that sometimes I think that, like, the infrastructure would keep up, though, of, like, transporting it and whatnot. Especially, like, if you're not sending them to, like, uh, like, grocery stores and they're just, like, wholesale going from, like, a distributor to a chain of restaurants or something. Mm -hmm. You might be able to flash freeze them. Because they freeze okay. Yeah, Yeah. the peel doesn't, but everything else does. So they would only be frozen bananas. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. You're probably right. The the thing would be like a very expensive edible arrangement of frozen chocolate-covered bananas. Yeah. Especially since, like, cocoa beans and chocolate are going the same way. Also going the same way. (laughs) Hey, weird. Our future's dark. (laughs) It's like biodiversity. It's just less tasty. It's like biodiversity (laughs) is a thing we should have honored. Oh, God. Well, here we are, America. What can we do about it now? A lot. Please, let's just get going. Yeah, we, if we work now, we can do plenty. We can do plenty. Right? You're congressperson. Uh, do we have other thoughts? Yeah, we just have to convince all the billionaires it's essential for their happiness. <laughs> like, yeah. If they want fancy bananas. Yeah. Well, how, how long is the episode right now? It's 46 minutes. What do you got? Well, I've got another like piece, but we could also just turn this into our Arrested Development Part 2 another day it's up to you guys either keep this one a short one or keep going it's up how to you guys. how how much of a piece like full episodes piece i mean i know we bloated this one a little bit again it, it probably either way if we if we go bullshit like we normally do it's probably a full <laughs> episode an hour and a half <laughs> if we go quick we could probably get it in in 10 minutes so it's just up to us what do you feel uh i say let's give ourselves an easy one down the road put Thoughts? it in the can all right, works for me. Yeah, box that up, Dan. Box that up. Flash okay. freeze it. That's it right, America. It's flash frozen for future. <laughs> this episode's going in the vault. If you <laughs> want to hear this part two, you can email us at make believe money at gmail dot make believe money podcast at gmail dot com, and uh, angrily all caps tell us that you it's your episode and you need it now. <laughs> I will say though, when I set up top. That there was more to this episode than just the banana thing. The, there was the money in the banana stand. I'm not a liar. We chose not to do it. I don't want to hear from you. Yeah, that's fair. He chose not to. He's got stuff. We're just going to do the it The research later. is done. We had a... Look, he's got a baby on the way. We got to pat it out as much as we can. I also want to feed the cat. We got to feed the cat because he's being a little shit. <laughs> he sucks. He sucks. Why do we get him? I don't know. He's soft sometimes. Yeah, I love him so much. <laughs> I love him so much. It makes me Mostly cry. Mostly because he didn't do this in the 20 minutes that we evaluated this decision at the, at the <laughs> shelter. That's why. That's true. We were like, should we have him? And like, he just purred and cuddled. And we're like, yeah. I see him liking his new stand up there. Yeah, but he's too chicken shit to try and get back down on his own. So he's kind of stuck up there now. That does not seem like a bad thing. Not until he starts screaming. Well, <laughs> until he has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> 
You didn't think about I'm that, having, did you? <laughs> I'm having a kid. I have no sympathy for something screaming at you because it has a basic need. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> but your baby didn't climb up on top of a shelf. It could. No, I put it there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is where the baby goes. <laughs> right? Gotta go That's somewhere. how babies do. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. We'll get to that other part later. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. Uh, as always, thanks to our composer, Charlie Miller, for her music. Catch her on Spotify or wherever you listen to your fine tunes. And in L.A., somewhere live right now. Right now. Go. Um, email us your thoughts, feelings, and what you think the second part of this episode would be about at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. It takes a twist. It takes a, <laughs> a twist? twist? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. Please don't, please don't be mean. <laughs> we try so hard. Uh, yeah, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts, your podcatcher of choice. Uh, and you know, we'll see you next time. Uh, may believe money. Bye bye. I think Trump might be a never nude. <laughs> I don't